Because see, now they want to make us insignificant. They want to tell you that you're nothing. They want to, they show you all these vast pictures. You know, if you go to uh, astronomical uh, observatory, if you go to one of these places, they'll show you these films and they'll reduce you to nothingness. They say, oh, look here, you, you're from an insignificant planet in an insignificant solar system, in an insignificant galaxy, in the midst of billions of galaxies. This is who you are. You're nothing. And that's true. They're not lying. But if you go inside the human being, all of those vast spaces out there are also in you, inside you. Imam Ali said in his Diwan, You think that yourself is some insignificant thing, and yet in you are all of the, the cosmos. All of the cosmos are in you. You think that you're an insignificant thing and yet in you all of the worlds reside. And so when we came into these bodies, we enter into, this body is very powerful because it's, it's sensory, it's his. And, and Allah gave us these five senses. And these are the inroads of experience, you see. And this is, you have a certain uh, group of materialists that began to argue, and you find them all the way through history, but they argued that all of knowledge comes from your sensory perception. This is where it comes. Your tabula rasa, you, you blank slate, and then you come into the world, and then you begin to be filled up with experience and the experience comes only from this world there's no other experiences you see this is what the materialists claim and they want to tell you that you're insignificant you're nothing right you're just a random event in a random universe this is now the modern cosmology if you go to the the leading universities in this world you will hear this from the biggest professors that this is merely a chance you you're, you're merely a, a random event. And because there were billions of years and multiple possibilities, that this is the conclusion. Here you are playing solitaire on a computer. This is the human being, right? Diversion, entertainment. This is what we're now, this is what they, the world now is created for diversion. It's always been a diversion, but the difference between modern people and ancient people is all of the ancients knew that the diversion was a diversion. There was no purpose in it. All of them knew this. The moderns are unique in their belief that this is the primary reason for us to be here, is simply to entertain ourselves, to be diverted, to listen to music, to watch films, to do that. This is it. We just entertain ourselves until we leave and then another group comes and they do the same thing and it just goes on until it ends with cosmic collision, some giant asteroids going to uh, knock us like it wiped out all of the dinosaurs. This is the belief now. The ancients all knew that there was a purpose for the human being, that you had a reason for existence and that your reason was not by chance, it was by purpose, that you are created with purpose, that there's a telos for the human being, there's a, there's a hadaf, does the human being think that he's left uh, in vain? That he's simply uh, a suda, random uh, event, 
Right? This is what Allah asks. Does he think that all of this was for nothing? That that you were you went through all of these stages from a uh, from a uh, I mean, first of all, you had to be nutrition because there was a time when your material body was being formed uh, inside somebody else, right? Because for semen and ovum to exist, you need these things to be created and they're created from nutrition. So there was a point when you, when we, we were just nutrition, but then there was a point when that didn't exist because that came from another thing itself, right? So there was a point, right? There was a time when you were nothing and then you became something. So all of these events that happen, is it for no reason? There's no purpose to it? This is what the modern uh, people want to tell people. And they're confusing people. It's not fair to people. Children by their nature are spiritual beings. Children love the supernatural. They believe in the supernatural. And children at a certain age can distinguish between what is not real and what's real in the supernatural realm. They know, they have a natural intuitive sense of, and they also know purpose. Fakhruddin al-Razi said, if you want to prove that the human by his nature believes in causation, take an infant before it has any aqal and just hide somewhere and throw a rock in, and, and over the head of the child. And when the rock drops, you watch what the baby will do. It's going to look back. It doesn't just assume the rock popped into existence. Why doesn't it make that assumption? Why doesn't it just assume it came out of nothing? Right? Because this is what they're telling us now. This all came out of nothing. Why doesn't it make that assumption? Because it's completely counterintuitive to the fitrah. It knows that that rock had a source. And then if it can crawl, it will start crawling looking for where it came from. This is what a little baby will do before it has any intellect. So. The human being is in this body and the body by its nature, because of these senses, it becomes overwhelmed by the sensory experience. So the little infant is, even though you will watch with infants, because they're still in the, 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 the ruh is still very prominent and strong in the, in the infant when it's, when it's a suckling. So you will see, especially in the first year, they will go into ecstatic states. They will often look around you. They won't look at you, they look around you. Little, little infants. And so the tambih of the child is because the soul is what's being, it's what's being spoken to, not the baby. The baby is, is flesh and blood, but the soul now has access to these, to these senses, you see, because the soul has been embodied. And so the hearing, the sight, all of these things affect the soul. And this is why what you look at will affect you. What you hear will affect your soul. It affects your soul. You're hearing your sound, your sight, and your heart, right? Your heart, the ma'rifah, the consciousness, your consciousness, all of these the human being is responsible for. Because at the root of the human being is consciousness. And your consciousness is you have always had it. You had it when you were a child. You have it when you're in a, a, a somebody la qadrullah. When, you, when people go into comas, the consciousness is there. It's always present. It's always present. The consciousness is always present. And, and that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has, He's given us these, these 
experiences during life to remind us. And this is why things will happen to you in life. It's inevitable. There will be things that will happen to you in life that indicate the unseen realm. You'll remember. And, and people who, who have a frame of reference, who have the knowledge of the prophets, they have the wiratha, they know what to make of these things. The people that don't will be struck by them. They'll often be amazed by them. Coincidences, synchronicities, they'll be like Jung. Jung was very struck by all these things that would happen to him. And he knew something supernatural was happening, but he didn't know what it was because he didn't have a science. And this is where the Muslims are. We are so lucky. We're so fortunate that Allah has given us uh, knowledge of these things. And other people, really, they've lost them. They had them, but they've lost them. This is the last uh, religion standing that has a, a complete cosmology that has not been polluted or tainted by uh, other things, really. It's all there in Islam. And so this, the consciousness that Allah has given you, it's embodied in this sensory experience. And so you have what is latafa and katafa. You have the subtle body, right? Which is this latif body. And then you have the kathif body, the material body. And, and these, these are, Imam Madik said, it's like the water in the twig. You know, it's like the water in the twig. In other words, the ruh is in your body. It's, we're not dualist in that way, and we believe in the bodily resurrection, so we don't, we don't separate the two in that way that is often done in, in Western civilization.